Welcome to Dear Auntie, hosted by your gay auntie, Shining Nathan from TikTok. In this show, I open up my phone for people to call in asking for advice on real-world problems, and I try to give them practical solutions. A little disclaimer, I can only give advice based on the information I'm given. Some people may not give all the facts, and that's okay. They're entitled to have their privacy, all right? This should go without saying, no advice is going to be perfect, and people can take what I say with a grain of salt, but just having a sounding board can help people immensely find new paths they may not have thought of. Today's caller has a very serious situation that involves the loss of a daughter and the grieving of a father. So let's get on to talking to this caller here today and see how we may be of help. Hello, welcome to Dear Auntie. How may I help you and how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good, baby. What's going on with you then? How may I help? <laughs> All right, this might be a little bit of a heavy conversation, but here we go. That's perfect. About a year. Okay. About a year and a half ago, okay, my daughter committed suicide. She hung herself in the closet because she was being severely bullied at school. Mm -hmm. All of that was dealt with. The issue I'm having is my husband is the one that found her. And ever since this has happened, he has let his health completely decline. Doctors are warning him. Nurses are warning him. He's not taking care of himself. And I don't want to bury him, too. And I don't know what to do to motivate him to start getting healthy again. Mm -hmm. That is a very rough one. And so it sounds he is currently grieving. And so I think it would be beneficial to start. There can be several routes you can take with this. Now, you love your husband deeply and he is going through his grief. And it's very, this is one of those things that's very hard. Um, my family, ourselves, we just had somebody who passed from suicide recently. And so it's one of those mm -hmm. things that's hit very hard to home. And it would be to sit down and have a loving conversation. You can either go the route of having a loving conversation with him, um, saying, hey, my love, I love you. I can see this decline in you, my baby. And reassure him that his grieving is going to take however long it's going to take him to take. That is one of those hard things. You were there since beginning people process grief. Oh, yeah, yeah. Differently. And so it is... You can tell him I'm here for you. And if you need to talk, I want and just vent your feelings, vent them to me. Um, but I want to be a part of putting you in a more healthier place, physically at least, to help with that grief. Um, and like start inviting him on walks because it sounds like either he has been neglecting. Oh, it's so funny you should say that because that's exactly what I did. Uh-huh. And how did he respond to that? He don't want to do it. He 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 completely is not interested. See, after we lost our daughter, I went on a drinking binge for a year and a half, and I gained mm -hmm. a lot of weight because I just didn't care anymore. All I did was drink. And mm -hmm. I stopped back in October. I've lost 40 pounds. I go to the gym every day. Like, I'm doing a complete turnaround, and he has seen it, and he's complimented me on it. But he, mm -hmm. won't, he won't come with me on this journey at all. Mm -hmm. And so I would have, have y'all considered him seeing a potential therapist? Is that something he'd be open to? 
he did that. He he okay. saw a therapist for about a year after she passed, and it uh-huh. seemed to help him. But he just, I, I think he takes it personally. Like he keeps saying, "If I come home early that day, if I had come home early that day," and he keeps blaming himself, even though it was not his fault. Hmm. And that is one of those things he's he does have to work through, and so. It is both giving him the positive reinforcement of because it sounds a lot like he is allowing partially the grief to be how he's keeping her here in this world. In a oh, way, I didn't even think of that. And because that does happen a lot, we especially for people who are used to kind of holding in that emotion and not expressing that emotion is allowing the grief to be how they keep the person in the world and adding that added layer of guilt in terms of allowing the guilt to be another way, that added layer of keeping her here instead of allowing the joy and memories of her to be how she lives on. And so you can keep having these wonderful conversations and come from, as always, I'm sure you are, because it sounds like you do, coming from a place of love and saying, hey, babe, living and keeping that beautiful memory alive is how we keep her here. And you being here is keeping that memory, that legacy alive here. And the longer you live is the longer that memory and that beautiful legacy of her gets to stay. And you can have that conversation for with him. But there's ultimately that point and it'll come on his own time and it can be positively reinforced with you that he makes the choice to start living again and start trying to be healthier again. And if he ceased therapy, it may be time to look at a different therapist because not every therapist is going to be good at everything. And not, right. every, not every therapist is going to be oh, oh, going to be the fit for him and his current thing. And that's a very important thing. A lot, I, a lot of people forget they get a therapist and they think, well, I tried it. It didn't work. Well, maybe that therapist didn't work. They may be fantastic at other things, but maybe their current approach at your therapy isn't the approach you need. And so broach that topic with like, hey, let's find you a new therapist. Because it's like, think of it as another form of exercise. For some people, weightlifting works very well for them in terms Mm -hmm. of getting that exercise where jogging is not going to do it. For some people, jogging's going to be it. And it's that type of treatment. Some forms of treatment work. Other forms of treatment don't. And yeah, so I kind of feel like psychologically, he tries to clean the counter when his whole house is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And so he needs to rebuild that house. And so it can be in little fits and starts. And you can even encourage him to little things. Little things can ha- can build up to big things. Like, hey, babe, let's go. And it doesn't have to be towards fitness. It can be, let's go on a walk today. Or, like, hey, get up, let's go for a walk, babe. And you can encourage him that way in little bits and starts. But having a healthy conversation with him, and it's going to be lots of conversations. Uh, 
lots of conversations. And actually, uh, one thing I recommend is you can even look at boxing. Thank you, Juggy, over there on my live for recommending that and reminding me. uh, Boxing can be a way, there's a lot of frustration that he has in there that he needs to let out and he's beating himself up. And in a way- It really is bad. Yeah. And in a way, I know several psychologists and I'm not a psychiatrist. I can just give this information I've seen. This can potentially be a way of self-harming himself. Yeah, he is psychologically, like he is allowing the grief to affect him psychologically, which is letting him self-harm physically. Because what he's doing is just, well, he works, true. But when he gets home from work, he goes in his room. And all he does is play a game and chain smoke. That's it. That's his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think we you can have a very loving conversation with him and then start inviting him on small walks. It don't got to be often. It don't have to be a lot. Or recommend him, hey, why don't you take up boxing? Why don't you take up something like that? And sometimes having that outside camaraderie can help. Yeah. But it will, it I feel will probably... like he needs to like, um, yeah, I think he needs to go boxing. I think he needs to go to a therapist without me there. So he can say whatever he wants to say without worrying about my feelings. Oh, that is actually a very important thing. If he Was he prepared to go to therapy with you on it? No, I told him I thought he should go by himself. That way he didn't have to worry about me. We, I went to therapy and he went to therapy, but we did it separately. And my therapist was amazing. Mm-hmm. And he went to a separate therapist, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would recommend, hey, bring it up to him. Say, hey, you're clearly still grieving. His grief is valid. His his going through this is 100% valid. Um, yeah. I would recommend, hey, if, you're, if your therapist worked for you, recommend him your therapist and say, hey, let's try this. Because sometimes it's kind of like dating. Everybody, not everybody you date is going to be the one you marry, and not every therapist is going to be the therapist that's going to get you through the issue that you currently need help on. You know? Yes. And so I'd recommend that. Recommend boxing, but ultimately there is uh, this is going to be one of those tough loving situations where he's the one who has to make that choice, and he's the one that got to make that thing. You know? Yep. Yep. And so, so you can, and there'll be a point, his grief 100% is valid, but there'll be a point where you have to sit him down like, hey, babe, I need you, I need you to get your butt to it. Yeah, I, I don't want to lose you, baby. I don't want to lose you. And I want you to be here with me for, so we can live on the legacy of our daughter together. And, and you, I know there are, there are people listening and there's a lot of people on your page right now. So I want to put this out there. The reason my daughter was bullied is because she came out as gay and everybody at school, because we live in Mississippi, bullied her and bullied her and bullied her. So if there's anybody out there listening, if you're gay, do not hide it. Do not listen to people who want to bully you because they, they're just hating. They, they want to see you fail. And they, they, they literally made my daughter feel worthless. And that's why she killed herself. And that just makes that it absolutely infuriates me. Because she was a good person. And me and her father were so supportive of her. We told her, we don't care. As long as you're happy and you don't abuse each other, I mean, you do whatever makes you happy. 
and the world just wouldn't leave her alone. I'm so sorry for your loss, my love. And that is very, very hard. Oh my gosh. And thank you for saying that to my people here on the live. And for your husband, have the conversation with him and maybe suggest a new therapist um, and box some form of outlet for him. And if those don't work, or if he doesn't want to do those things, you can try inviting him on little things here and there to say, hey, babe, I want to, can we get out of the house? Can we go to the park? And suggest those types of things instead of like, hey, let's go, let's go to the restaurant. Like, hey, babe, I want to get out of the house. Can And I want you with me. Can we go to the park or to this place? And that way it's a little bit of getting him out of the house and it'll take fits and starts. This is a journey. And yeah, ultimately it's going to be his choice to start making those changes and to stop allowing the grief to be how he keeps his wife here. His wife, sorry. You made a very valid point about he's keeping her here through her grief. I never even thought of that and didn't even consider it. And that's one of those things a lot of people do, especially if you're part of this, I'm assuming y'all are Caucasian. Um, Yeah. Especially part of a culture that does not necessarily allow especially men to fully grieve and express the feeling of that deep loss. I mean, I myself am Hispanic and our culture is very deep, deep rooted in, we celebrate the life of the person that lived that passed. We do grieve, but accepting the loss is a part of that grieving process where I have, uh, I've had tons of Caucasian friends whose cultural background does not allow for that type of expressing the emotion, accepting the loss and allowing the memory of that person to be how you keep them here in that celebration of their memory and the life they lived. Yeah, because he only took a week off from work and then he went right back to work and tried to keep everything together. And I think, I don't, obviously he didn't take enough time off from work and he didn't give himself enough time to heal at all. Yeah, and that... And that's how, that's unfortunately what a lot of people do. And so has he been able to cry in front of you? Oh, yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. He can cry all he wants to. That's good. That is beautiful and fantastic. And so it does sound like he is currently letting the grief be how he's keeping her in the world and beating himself with a loss when nobody's to blame for her unalive, her suicide, other than the people that pushed her to it. Mm-hmm. And so it is him accepting the loss, A, and not allowing the grief to be how she keeps her here, and not allowing the guilt. Yeah, that's a very good out. point. And so have that conversation, try to get him to a potentially new therapist, give him an outlet like boxing which would allow him to build community because um, sometimes it sounds like he's self-isolating and recoiling into himself. And, but ultimately you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Now, yeah, you're, you're right about that. And it's one of those sad things that's, you can eventually, if it keeps progressing a, two, a year from now and he's still not done the thing, 
you can have that that come to Jesus moment conversation and be like, babe, I need you to make it. I need you to make a change now. I, it's time. I'm taking you with me. Yeah. I've booked this, and it can be the pull him and see if that pulls what that kick in the behinds what he needed to start kind of. <laughs> But I, that should be the very last resort in terms of this time. He got me so worried. I've taken out two life insurance policies on him. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's, we're not too far gone, but there you can, the kick in the behind can be the last resort to like, hey, I'm really worried. Let's get your button gear. So, yeah. Was that helpful at all, my love? Yes, thank you so much. And you gave me some stuff that I didn't even consider before. So that is some valid points. Thank you so much for your time. I love your videos. <laughs> thank you, my love. I'm glad I could be of help, baby. You take care of yourself and you go have yourself a comfy night, okay? Thank you. You too. I'll see you later. See you later, my love. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for watching this episode, our first episode of Dear Auntie, hosted by Shannon Nathan from TikTok. Now, if you enjoy my content, feel free to become a patron on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Shannon Nathan. If you ever want to call in and ask for advice from your gay auntie, stay tuned on my lives on Wednesdays at about 9 p.m. Central Time, or look at my stories on Instagram for when I'm actually waiting for calls. Now, if you don't feel comfortable calling in, that's perfectly fine, my love. You can email your issue to yourgayauntie at gmail.com. Now I'm going to try to post these once a week or twice a week, depending on how much I can get in. Our next episode is going to be concerning somebody who has questions about their sexuality and whether or not they're normal. So please stay tuned for our next episode and this conversation.